It's Tuesday, August 13th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're checking in on Hong Kong, where protesters have brought the city's international airport to a standstill, again. We'll connect the dots on why the protests are having an economic impact and how the world is reacting. Then, President Trump stopped by Western Pennsylvania today, and environmentalists aren't too pleased. We'll give you the details. And finally, penguins trying to be parents. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Third Love. The most complicated story today is about Hong Kong. Protests there are in their 10th straight week. Today, riot police clashed with protesters at Hong Kong's international airport, bringing the airport to a standstill for a second day. So we're going to get into the background of how we got here, how officials in Hong Kong and mainland China are responding, and how the rest of the world is reacting. Let's rewind a sec to why these protests are happening in the first place. For over 150 years, Hong Kong was a British colony. In 1997, the UK gave it back to communist China, but in a kind of gradual way. When 2047 hits, Hong Kong is expected to be fully back under Chinese control. But until then, Hong Kong is supposed to be able to keep some of what it had under British rule, a capitalist economy and its own legal system. It also has freedom of speech and other rights Chinese citizens don't get. But people have worried for years that China is trying to encroach on Hong Kong's freedoms way too early. A perfect example of that came earlier this year. That's when Hong Kong's legislature put forward a bill that would have allowed some criminals in Hong Kong to be sent to mainland China instead. And China denied having any connection to that extradition bill. But Hong Kongers, mostly young people, have been taking to the streets. On July 1st, thousands of people stormed Hong Kong's legislative compound. They broke windows, tore down portraits, and graffitied the walls. They spray-painted slogans calling for the extradition bill to be scrapped, and for Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, to step down. Days later, Lam put the bill on hold, but she didn't fully withdraw it, which means it could still be brought back. Demonstrators see Lam as being in Beijing's pocket and they've kept up the protests. This week, they took those to the airport. On Monday, thousands of protesters descended on Hong Kong's massive international airport, clogging check-in areas and forcing airlines to cancel hundreds of flights. They did it again today, stranding thousands of business travelers and tourists. A big disruption, and not just for those passengers. Hong Kong markets itself as Asia's world city. It's a huge economic hub for China and Asia more broadly. Hong Kong International Airport is the eighth busiest airport in the world. But if visitors can't get there, and if businesses remain closed, the economic disruption could send Hong Kong into a recession. And since many of China's wealthiest companies are listed on Hong Kong Stock Exchange, economic disruptions in Hong Kong can have ripple effects that hit the rest of China. So, Hong Kong and China have both been responding. During one recent standoff with Hong Kong's police, a woman was hit in the eye by a rubber bullet. That image went viral and fueled massive backlash and more protests. 
Today, Carrie Lam tried to defend the police, but reporters repeatedly shouted at her as she dodged tough questions. Well, actually, uh, this, yes question, no this question has been response. answered on previous occasions. But you've evaded the question Number one, on numerous occasions. As, uh, as we have all heard. In China on Monday, a government spokesperson condemned the protesters as radicals and said they were attacking police officers. Then he dropped the T-word. He said the first signs of terrorism are starting to appear. Important to note, that's something we've heard before from other countries that were about to justify heavy-handed responses to protests. Egypt's done it, and so has China, to justify the arrest of Uyghur Muslims. Some experts are worried this is China trying it again. In fact, China's government released new footage that shows the Chinese army mobilizing just across the border with Hong Kong. That's concerning to the rest of the world, and people are speaking up. Today, a spokesperson for the UN's top human rights official condemned violence in Hong Kong and said the UN was worried about police firing weapons at protesters. He called for government restraint going forward. American politicians are also starting to weigh in. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said Monday that any violent crackdown would be completely unacceptable. For a long time, Hong Kong has been the free market connection between communist China and the West, including the U.S. But if China creeps in on Hong Kong amid an ongoing trade war with the U.S., it could ruin Hong Kong's relationship with the West. That would be especially true if unrest in Hong Kong keeps causing serious consequences for American businesses as the head of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in Hong Kong warned last month. So what's the skim? After weeks and months of unrest in Hong Kong, the protests are starting to cause economic pain to the city and the region. Now, experts are warning that the Chinese government may be preparing for a military crackdown to stop them. That could impact the pro-democracy movement, but it could also ruin Hong Kong's reputation as one of Asia's most crucial financial hubs which in turn has effects worldwide. Coming up, President Trump toured a cracker plant today, but definitely not the kind you're thinking of. We'll explain. It can be hard to find a comfy bra. That's why we like Third Love. Their bras are comfortable with straps that won't slip. They also have tagless labels and proprietary lightweight memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash skim this now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash skim this for 15% off today. Today, President Trump was in Western Pennsylvania to speak to workers at a cracker plant. No, we're not talking about Cheez-Its or Ritz. So first, what is a cracker plant? Cracker plants actually create plastic, which is a byproduct of, surprise, the oil and gas industry. Here's how it works. When companies frack for natural gas, that gas produces two main things, methane and ethane. The methane is used for things like heating homes and cooking, and the ethane is extra. But oil companies like Shell have figured out how to crack ethane, basically heat it up and turn it into little plastic pellets about the size of a grain of rice. Those pellets can be turned into all kinds of things, everything from Tupperware and food packaging to phone cases and car parts. 
The cracker plant Trump visited today is one of more than a dozen around the world that's been proposed or is already being built. So why are oil and natural gas companies, forgive us, so pumped about cracking? Well, prices for oil and natural gas have been low for a while now. And with more electric-powered cars coming onto the scene, companies like Shell want to find new ways to make money. That's why they're building this plant in western Pennsylvania. It's sitting over a huge natural gas reserve. And Shell wants to make money off of that reserve for years to come. So what does the cracker plant trend mean for people in Pennsylvania? And for you? As Trump mentioned, building this plant alone has brought around 5,000 jobs to the region. Construction and engineering jobs. It's one of the single biggest construction projects in the nation. And it made it possible and was possible by clean, affordable, all-American natural gas. But it's worth noting, most of those construction jobs won't stay. Once the plant is ready to roll, sometime in the next couple of years, Shell says it'll only hire about 500 to 600 people to run it. Meanwhile, many are concerned about the potential environmental and health impacts of cracker plants. The one in Pennsylvania got the green light to emit over 2 million tons of carbon dioxide every year. That's the same as almost half a million cars a year. According to the New York Times, Shell says it probably won't emit that much. Then there's the problem with plastics in general. Over 8 million tons of it ends up in the ocean every year, killing or harming sea life. And some plastics can take hundreds of years or more to decompose. In other words, both environmentalists and health advocates are saying, beware of the plastics. Trump's speech today was part of an official presidential visit, not a campaign event. But Western Pennsylvania was key for his election win in 2016. All but one of the counties there voted for him. And since becoming president, he's made 13 visits to the state. 2020, here we come. Scientists in the UK and Denmark say a vaccine for chlamydia could be on the horizon. Chlamydia is the most common STD in the world. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 1.7 million cases were diagnosed in the US in 2017. Treating and curing chlamydia is easy, if it's caught early. The problem is, it's really hard to spot. There are often no symptoms, and if it's left untreated, it can cause serious issues. Think infertility and ectopic pregnancies. And those infected can become more susceptible to other diseases like HIV. A vaccine could be one way to prevent it from spreading. So these scientists have just finished their first trial with 35 women. And in that trial, the vaccine produced an immune response and boosted levels of antibodies that could help fight the infection. But it's still in its test phase. They say it has a ways to go before it's on the market. For more info on everything from reproductive health to stress awareness, check out theskim.com slash health. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you about parenting. With Skipper and Ping, two male penguins at the Berlin Zoo. Skipper and Ping have been a couple for a while, but what they really want is to be parents. They've apparently tried to hatch a bunch of stuff, from a dead fish to stones. 
In July, they got lucky. A female penguin abandoned her egg. So the zookeepers brought it to Skipper and Ping. And they adopted it. This isn't really unusual for male penguins. Females lay the eggs, and males help incubate and keep them warm. But it's unclear if the egg Skipper and Ping adopted has been properly fertilized. If all goes well, the two could be new penguin dads as early as September. And we are here for it. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to add the skim to your morning routine, you can sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.